we welcome you to the Tabernacle Podcast, brought to you by the Tabernacle Baptist Church in Hickory, North Carolina. If you'd like to learn more about Tabernacle, you can visit our website, tabernaclebaptistchurch.com. You can find other sermons like this one on Apple Podcast, YouTube, and Sermon Audio. It is our prayer that God has used this message to be an encouragement to your heart. I'd like for you to go with me into the New Testament to the book of Philippians, the second chapter. Philippians chapter number two, we'll begin reading in verse number 19 of Philippians chapter two. The apostle Paul is writing to the church at Philippi, a church that he loved dearly and a church that he longed to be with. As he's writing to them in Philippians chapter 2 and verse number 19, he expresses his heart and his desire to know of their state, to know how they are doing. In verse number 19, the Bible said, But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timotheus shortly unto you, that I also may be of good comfort when I know your state. For I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state. For all seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ's. But ye know the proof of him that is a son with the Father. He hath served with me in the gospel. Him, therefore, I hope to send presently so soon as I shall see how it will go with me. But I trust in the Lord that I also myself shall come shortly. Uh, we come to these verses and we hear the heartbeat of Paul as he is concerned about the condition of the church at Philippi and his desires to know how the people are doing. His concern is for their spiritual welfare. His concern is, is for their doctrinal uh, faithfulness. Uh, there were many grievous wolves that Paul had warned the church about that were entering in, teaching false doctrine. The Judaizers who sought to bring them, uh, many of the new believers, under the bondage of the law. And then, of course, those who mixed philosophy and uh, the science of the day uh, with Christianity. There were those who worshipped angels and spirit beings, but they denied the deity of Jesus Christ. And so uh, Paul is writing to them because he has a burden that they would know the truth and walk in the truth and that they would continue to be instructed in the truth. And in his desire to do that, he has sent to them Timotheus, or the one that we know as Timothy, uh, to go and to see how the church is doing and to continue to teach them the truths of the Word of God. Uh, we know that the Bible tells us, if you turn there with me to, in the book of 2 Timothy, the Bible tells us of the power of the Scripture and its significance in the life of the church. Paul, as he writes to Timothy, says to him in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 14, Continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, 
which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. Paul is writing to Timothy. Timothy is his son in the faith. He's not his biological son. He is a a young man who was saved when Paul came and preached in his town. He heard the gospel. He became a believer. Then he became a disciple of the Lord Jesus and a co-laborer with Paul. And Paul is writing to him here in the book of 2 Timothy, saying to Timothy that as the time of his departure, speaking of Paul's departure, was at hand, he wanted to encourage Timothy in verse 14 of 2 Timothy 3 to continue in what he had learned and been assured of. And what we have learned and been assured of is the inspiration and the sufficiency of the Word of God. We've been assured of its transforming power. It has the power to save. Verse 15, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. It is the proclamation of the word of God that reveals to us our need of a savior. It is the proclamation of the word of God that points to the savior so that in our need we know where to go. It is through the ministry of the Scripture that we know how to approach Him. And so it is through the ministry of the Scripture that we understand that if we have put our faith in Him, that our soul is secure and we are saved, our sins are forgiven, and we have a home in heaven. That's why it is important for us to teach the Bible. He goes on to say, in verse 16, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. The source of the Bible is God himself. He gave it through inspiration. That means to breathe it out. God moved on the men who recorded the words of God that are found in the pages of your Bible. God inspired them. By his Spirit, he breathed upon them. And they recorded his word by using their own peculiar personality, specific personality, in the times in which they lived, influenced by those cultures, in the expressions and the idioms that they used in their day and in their language. But nevertheless, they recorded for us the Word of God. It is inspired. That's why we need to keep teaching the Bible. And it is the inspired living Word of God that brings life to dead men. That's why we need to keep teaching the Bible. He goes on to tell us 
that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. It's transformative. It is good for you. It is profitable for doctrine, knowing what we believe, knowing what the Bible teaches. Now, whether or not there are those who believe it, it really is not consequential. What matters is what it says, the Word of God. Now, we as believers who have the Holy Spirit living in us should have no problem believing what God says in His Word. So this book, it is profitable, the proclamation of it, the teaching of it, it is profitable for doctrine, for us to understand the teachings of Scripture, for reproof to tell us when we are wrong, for correction to show us how to make that wrong right, for instruction in righteousness to tell us how to stay right and live right and do right and please our God. Because of all of those things that the Scripture does for us in its transforming power, bringing salvation, bringing sanctification into our lives, then we need to continue to faithfully preach and teach the Word of God. That's why Paul concluded his thoughts in chapter 4 and verse 1 by saying this, preach the Word, verse number 2 of chapter 4. Preach the Word. Be instant, in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. Be faithful, endure, preach the Word. When you feel like it and when you don't, preach the Bible, teach the Word of God. And the, the warning is dire. Look at verse 3. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned into fables. That time has come, has it not? There are churches all across the landscape of this nation that have long since departed from teaching and preaching the truth. There are those who have following, uh, the followings of great numbers who tell us that we don't need to be concerned about what the Bible says, about what some ancient book says. There are those who would say uh, that they have not been called to proclaim doctrine. Well, I would say they've not been called. You see... Our calling, our ministry is a ministry of the Word, to preach and to teach the Word of God. It is the thing that will transform your life. Look in chapter 3 again, verse 17, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. It means that you will be complete. The more you study and learn the Bible, and the more that the Bible transforms you in the Holy Spirit working through the Word, transforms your life and conforms you into the image of Christ, the more that happens, the more complete you are in Him. So it is through the ministry of the Word that God changes us. Our attitude, our actions are changed by the Word of God. The issues of life that we deal with on a daily basis are addressed in the Word of God, if we look into the Word, if we listen to the Word, if we learn the Word, and if we live the Word. And so I want to say to you that those who teach the Bible here at Tabernacle Baptist Church are 
a gift to us. They're a gift to us. And we thank God for them. And I, as the pastor of this church, want them to know how much I appreciate them and their service to the Lord. Now, as we look in these verses, we see three aspects of Timothy's ministry that was a blessing not only to the people of the Lord in Philippi, but was a blessing to Paul, who, although he was not really the pastor, well, he at that time served as a pastor of many churches, did he not? He started them. He was a missionary, an evangelist, a pastor at heart. He loved the people. But in his missionary work, he moved from place to place, and he looked back fondly with great memories on this church at Philippi. He loved those dear people, and he longed to hear how they were doing. And so he sent Timothy to check on them and to strengthen them. And in turn, he himself was strengthened. Now look, if you would, please, in verse 19. First of all, we're going to see that Timothy shouldered Paul's burden. He shouldered Paul's burden. He says in verse 19, But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy shortly unto you, that I also may be of good comfort when I know your state. Now, Paul was concerned about the church at Philippi. Had the false teachers come in? Were the people discouraged? Were they remaining faithful? No doubt he could see their faces. He prayed for them. He was concerned for them. They lived in, surrounded in immorality and wickedness temptation all around them. So he was burdened for them, and to help him shoulder this burden, he sent Timothy. Now, the thing I want you to know about Timothy is that he was willing to go. He was willing to go. I am so grateful for the people in this church who are willing to go. You're willing to go and teach that class. You're willing to serve in that ministry. You're willing to give out gospel tracts and gospel literature. You're willing to serve in any place that you are needed. What you are doing is you are helping the pastor shoulder the burden that God has given to me, and I just want to personally say thank you. You, you are keeping up with a group of people. You have daily or weekly contact with them. You have influence in their lives. You're praying for them. You're contacting them. You're fellowshipping together with them. You, you do activities with them. This is the area that God has given you, and you are uh, building relationships and, and, and helping care for those people. You're helping me do the things that I could not do on my own. I need your help, and I am so grateful that you have been willing to give that help to me and to be a blessing to our church and to serve our Lord. He was willing to go. Not only that, but he was an encourager. He said, but I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy shortly unto you. Timothy was willing to go, that I also may be of good comfort when I know your state. Boy, when Timothy gets there, I'm just going to be encouraged. I'm going to feel better. I'm going to know that there's somebody there who knows the truth, who will proclaim the truth, who will help me find out how things are going in Philippi. I can't tell you how many times we sit in our office and had meetings and discussions, and I've asked about person after person, and we've contacted uh, a deacon or we've contacted a Sunday school teacher, and we said, how, how, how are these folks doing? And we get the reports. The follow-up work that's done. 
And from time to time, teachers will call me or send me a message. Can I talk with you and, 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 and share some burdens or some needs in their class, things that uh, I need brought to my attention so that I can pray for and minister to our church family. I couldn't do it without you. I couldn't do it without you. You see, we are serving the Lord together. That's the title of our message, Serving the Lord Together. We are in the work of God together for the glory of God. And I want to thank you for helping shoulder my burden. Timothy shouldered Paul's burden. I want to encourage you, teach faithfully the Word of God in your class. I'm sure there are weeks when you're discouraged. I'm sure there are weeks when you prepare a lesson and you have people in mind and they don't come to the class that week. And I know that gets discouraging. But keep preaching and teaching the Word of God because the Word of God will accomplish the thing whereto the Lord sent it. It is the power of God. Let's proclaim it. Let's proclaim it. Let's be faithful to care for the needs of the people of your class, to pray for them, to visit them in times of affliction. When people in our church go through health crisis, uh, the people in the Sunday school class often rally around them with meals and prayers and uh, cards and thoughts of encouragement. I just want to say to you, keep it up. Keep it up. Oh, the devil will seek to discourage you. But I want to encourage you, keep your shoulder under the burden. Timothy shouldered Paul's burden. Number two, Timothy shared Paul's heart. Timothy shared Paul's heart. Look in verse number 20. For I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state. For all seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ. Paul said, he's the best man I can send to you. He's the best man I can send to you. Why was he the best man? Because he shared the heart of Paul for the people of God. He said, I have no man like-minded. It means that, that, that Timothy, who had traveled with Paul, who had ministered with Paul, who had heard Paul pray, who had heard Paul preach, who had heard uh, the conversations that Paul had concerning his burdens for the church, he began to develop those very same burdens. I want to thank you for laboring together with me for laboring together in the past, before my time, R.J. Starnes teaching Sunday school for more than 40 years. Several pastors have been here in that span, and he's remained faithful. We praise God for that. You see, Timothy shared Paul's heart because Timothy had a heart for God. He had a heart for the Lord. And you know, whether we agree on certain things or not, if we both know the Lord and love the Lord and have the Spirit of God dwelling in us, then our heart can beat at the same rhythm. Our heart can beat at the same rhythm for the Lord Jesus. Our heart can beat with the same rhythm for the people of God. And notice what happens here. He says, I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state. I don't have to ask him to do it. I don't have to beg him to do it. He wants to do it. He wants to do it. He naturally cares for your state. I think about the Sunday school teachers that I've had over the years. When I was a boy, Ken Reed was my Sunday school teacher. 
I remember him. He was a gracious man, a kind man. I haven't seen him in years. I don't know if he's alive. But he would do things for us, and he would plan things for us. I can remember some of those Sunday school class activities as a boy. I don't remember a lot of his lessons, but I remember going to his class. I remember the man, his heart for God, his heart for me and for the boys in our class. He was not, as Paul said in verse 21, seeking their own. He was not seeking to promote himself. He was seeking the things that are Jesus Christ. Timothy shared Paul's heart. He was like-minded. He was concerned for the people of God. He was not motivated by personal gain. He simply wanted to serve the Lord. I want to say thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for being in your class. Thank you for looking after your people. And then we see finally in verses 22 through 23 that Timothy served as Paul's son. He served as Paul's son. He says in verse 22, but you know the proof of him that as a son with the father, he has served with me in the gospel. You see, one of the wonderful things about the church are the relationships that we get to have with one another. It's our relationships. Our relationships begin with our relationship with the Lord Jesus. He's our Savior. We have his word to guide us. We have the spirit who indwells us. He is our teacher. He is our comforter. And we, as the believers of the Lord, we, as the body of Christ, assemble together. We live together. We labor together. Oh, yes, we have problems from time to time. We have disagreements from time to time. We have misunderstandings from time to time. But we are a family. And we are bound together not by blood, but by the Spirit of God, by the bond of fellowship that we have in Christ Jesus our Lord. And the great thing that Paul so enjoyed about Timothy was his relationship to him. He said that he has served with me as a son with the Father. There was love there. Don't you love the people that stood here tonight? Don't you love them? Because they love they pray for you, they check on you, they try to encourage you. By the way, not everybody's easy to love. Not everybody's easy to encourage. Some people don't want to be loved. They don't want to be encouraged. They don't want anybody to check on them. But that's what a church does. We're a family. If you had a child that didn't come home at night, would you be checking on them? Absolutely. You see, in this day and age, we have so many freelance Christians. You know what a freelancer is? It's somebody that does it their way. They're not connected to anybody. They're not accountable to anybody. That's not the way the church of Jesus Christ is to operate. We are all connected to one another. We are all accountable to one another. We are all dependent upon one another. Yes, we have hard times. Yes, we have bad days. Yes, we have disagreements. But we can, with the truth of the word of God and the indwelling power and presence of the Holy Spirit, we can 
overcome those minor difficulties because of the great bond that we have in Christ. So Timothy served as Paul's son. He loved Paul. He loved him. And Paul loved him. And we as the believers of the Lord Jesus Christ ought to love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, that ye have love one for another. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Love ought to be the rule of the day. And I want you to know that I love you. And I know that you love me. And I'm grateful that we can serve together. That we can serve the Lord Jesus together. That we can serve together in the gospel. I don't have to be concerned about what's happening in your class. Because I know the people who are teaching you. Look at what he says in verse 22. But ye know the proof of him. He had demonstrated a pattern of faithfulness. He had demonstrated a faithful spirit. He had demonstrated a willingness to serve. He had demonstrated a conviction to follow the pattern of sound words and to faithfully proclaim the truth of the scriptures. And so Timothy served as Paul's son. He shared Paul's heart and he shouldered Paul's burden. I want you to pray for your Sunday school teachers, for the Wednesday night Bible teachers, for the bus workers who have this incredible responsibility, this charge that God has given them to serve the Lord alongside with all of you and with me in faithfully proclaiming the truth of the word of God. If our church will remain faithful to the word of God, it will only be because we have trained our young people in the truth of God's word. That we ourselves will grow in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus, that our conviction concerning the Bible will be deepened. And so may God help us to continue to be faithful. I want you to know that Sunday school and Wednesday night is not just something that the church created to add to your calendar. It is a part of the health, a vital part of the health of the church that we fellowship together, that we teach God's word together. In the last few years, as we've gone to two services, the significance of what is happening in our Sunday school has increased even more. We have people who are here at 8.30, then we have people here at 11, and oftentimes those two crowds don't get to interact until we come together on Sunday night. And our Sunday night service has taken on even more significance. But it is through the Sunday school that the 8.30 group and the 11 o'clock group are intermingling. You're meeting people who have similar situations and scenarios in life as yourself. And I want to encourage you, let's be faithful. We need to learn the word of God. We need our, our convictions deepened. We need to continue to walk in God's truth because the day has come when men are turning away from the truth, they are believing fables. 
May God help us not to be among them. Thank you for listening. We pray that God has used his word to speak to you today. If you'd like to learn more about Tabernacle, you can visit us online at tabernaclebaptistchurch.com. There, you'll find additional information about our church, opportunities to partner with us financially, as well as other resources that we hope can be a help to you. May God bless you, and thank you once again for listening.